0: what is up guys Welcome to another edition of the mark marauder show be in the market one trade at a time hope everybody's having a great week out there uh, able to lock in some profit. Still volatile week uh, in the market in general, but hopefully everybody's able to find those deals out there in the market. So let's give some update on some of the things going on in the market. So first, uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines is set to launch full fleet by April uh, for the first time since the pandemic started uh, with no sale orders. So the as you know, the pandemic definitely took a toll on uh, Norwegian cruise lines as well as Carnival cruise lines, um, and they were basically uh, docked for uh, a long time because of the CDC. Uh, so they basically were trying to come up with guidance on how to uh, you know, start sailing, what the procedures would be, uh, so to make sure that everybody is safe. Uh, so it's nice to see a Norwegian cruise line begin to set its full fleet, which means all of its ships, uh, back Um, at sale in April. So uh, definitely going to be looking uh, forward to that and to see how many people are going to be out there on those ships. So Norwegian Cruise Lines currently has eight ships in service across uh, its three brands and all on board must have a full proof of uh, COVID vaccination before setting sail. The Cruise Lines' uh, full fleet of 28 ships will resume service by April 1st um, and this is what their CEO uh, Frank Del Rio said on Tuesday, a majority 75% of companies' vessels return to regular, regular operations by the end of the year. And this is a direct quote from him. Uh, Norwegian currently has eight ships in service across the three cruise brands uh, and all on board must provide a full vaccination uh, before setting sail. Uh, so pent up demand continues to be very, very strong for sale. Uh, that they've had so far, basically people want to go back um, and sail, Um, and I know cruises were definitely, you know, a big tourist attraction uh, for a lot of people, um, because they didn't want to fly to destinations, a lot of people took cruises, um, and cruises were a big business for the entertainment industry as well, so it's definitely a large demographic of people who were left out for almost about two seasons here uh, from not being able to enjoy cruises. So, uh, the company requires all passengers and crews to be vaccinated before boarding and isn't allowing unvaccinated children who aren't yet eligible uh, for the shots uh, to sail, he said. Those under 12 are not yet allowed to receive their COVID shots, but Pfizer submitted data uh, to the FDA last month in hopes to receiving an emergency youth authorization uh, to administer vaccines to 5 to 11 year olds. Uh, if the EUA is approved, Del Rio said fully immunized children in that age group would be allowed to cruise. Uh, the FDA will review Pfizer's findings uh, on a meeting October 26th. Uh, and the vaccine should roll out uh, to 5- to 11-year-olds as soon as Halloween. So uh, they're preparing uh, that everybody uh, from the ages 5 and up would be vaccinated before uh, attending uh, these cruises once they open back up. So in other news, uh, Target pays bonuses. Uh, Hikes pay by $2 an hour amid coronavirus uh, included surge in shopping. So Target is increasing hourly workers' wage by $2 an hour uh, until at least May 2nd. Uh, The retailer is paying bonuses of $250 to $1,500 to 20,000 hourly employees uh, who oversee store demands. Other companies, including Walmart and Amazon, have also included special bonuses and temporary pay increases. Uh, so the Minneapolis-based retailer said all employees at stores uh, and distribution centers will get pay increase until at least May 2nd. Uh, Target is said each employee will earn an average of $240 to $480 uh, more during that time frame. The retailer is paying bonuses between $250 to $1,500 to 20,000 uh, hourly team leaders uh, who oversee store apartments. Uh, The company did not say how much it would be uh, spending on wage increases and bonuses. Uh, So, definitely interesting overall. Uh, And then Walmart said on Thursday it will spend more than $365 million on special bonuses to accelerate its $180 million in scheduled quarterly bonuses. And then Amazon uh, said earlier this week it will pay $2 an hour uh, as they keep up with the demand in online shopping. So it seems like everybody has a plan to gear up towards uh, having a very um, high demanding retail season. Me personally, I think the retail season is going to be a lot lower uh, than it was prior uh, just because there's so many supply chain uh, hiccups that are going on in the market. Uh, The market is very volatile. Also, unemployment um, has ran out for a lot of people. I think if people didn't buy their Christmas gifts uh, in the month prior uh, when all the unemployment and stuff was coming out, I feel like... um, those numbers will be the true numbers and the numbers moving forward are going to be uh, kind of different. I feel like it's going to be a lot less uh, spending this Christmas season or this holiday season uh, than the prior holiday seasons. So that's just my uh, personal take on that. Um, so next, uh, Pepsi warns of another price increase as supply distributions linger. So on Tuesday, uh it would likely raise prices again uh next year as it looks to overcome every increasing supply trip the ever increasing supply chain challenges that include everything from shortage of Gatorade bottles to a lack of truck drivers uh so the CFO or chief financial officer uh Hugh Johnston uh told Uh, the news that they had to scramble to overcome shortages of cans and Gatorade bottles in the last few months as demands of its beverages jumped at restaurants and theaters following the lifting of pandemic-induced restrictions. Um, So basically they're saying they can't meet the demand because they were used to having low uh, volume because of people being at home and not really going out. When stores start to open back up, theaters um and then a lot of restaurants like they said earlier um you know that does increase the demand and you also have uh workers themselves uh being short-staffed or factories being short-staffed and then on top of that uh you have the supply chain itself being bottlenecked um Pepsi has also raised prices of its soda, snacks in in the recent weeks, echoing the strategy of a broader packaged food industry as rising raw material prices uh, pinch profits. Um, So definitely going to be seeing you potentially paying more for a two liter. Than you did before. Uh, so that could j- just be thrown into the pile with the rest of the items uh, that are going up in price due to inflation. And lastly, on here, I wanna talk about GM, uh, which is General Motors. Uh, GM investors. Uh, one the two-day event to be a catalyst roadmap for sustainable shareholder growth. So GM is having a shareholder day uh, coming up here pretty soon, and their CEO, uh, Mary Barham, uh, is going to be talking more about EVs. Uh, they have a huge plan forward to increase and roll out more electric vehicles, uh, trying really to be a contender to Tesla, uh, Tesla being the number one U.S. Uh, EV automaker that's currently out there, ran by Elon Musk. But uh, GM has kind of had their hands in just about everything, in my personal opinion, from Nikola to Lordstown Motor to uh, a little bit of Riv- uh, Rivian, uh, who's about to IPO. Uh, they've kind of been just about everywhere as far as uh, gaining uh, knowledge of EV technology. They have released a lot of vehicles um, on EVs, uh, talking about, you know, their new Cadillac that's going to be coming out that's going to be electric. Um, you know, you have the Hummer. That you know is in big demand. People are talking about that as well, um, and then they have uh, Bright Spot, which is their delivery vehicles that are electric. So they kind of have their hands uh, just about everywhere in the EV world. So the investor day is going to be very interesting uh, with all the updates that they have. Um, so uh, the stock has swung wildly under uh, Barra's reign. From a 60% surge in the share price, and an almost as big uh, drop since she took the helm in January 2014, according to Uh, Facts Set. uh Before this year, shares of GM were largely down since Barra took their reins. Uh, they're now topping, or they're now up by 36%. With almost all the growth coming from this year alone, and this is kind of where they've rolled out their EV plan, um, talked about you know some of the autonomous vehicles that they're making, um, and things of that nature has really definitely helped uh, solidify the company moving forward, and they've got a lot of upgrades because of the information um, that they're producing. So investors should expect an unprecedented amount of details during the event, including specific targets uh, regarding revenue, profit margins, and outlook on the total market size for early expansion business of its uh, self-driving taxis. So that's going to be a huge catalyst uh, as well uh, for potential growth in the future because it's something that uh, Tesla I've been talking about for a while but hasn't really you know, rolled it out. Uh, They are working on their technology, making more updates, but it's more uh, driver centric, uh, not really more um, as far as taking their vehicles and putting them on the road um, as autonomous for that specific service uh, of self-driving. So they have kind of hinted that they will be trying to work on that, but I feel like GM is kind of more ahead of them as far as actually putting action into uh, doing that. So, uh, the self driving taxis, uh, it's one of the two things uh, Jonas believes will be important for GM to accomplish uh, provide the transparency and disclosure to help the analyst and investment community in both model. Uh, and value the company's critical tech oriented business units uh, gm's revenue last year was nearly uh, 122.5 billion uh, which was down 10.8 percent compared to 2019 uh, thanks largely to factory shutdowns at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic uh, it still made 6.4 billion in net. Uh, income for the year, wallet-adjusted operating profits uh, was $9.7 billion, or $4.9 a share, in 2020. Uh, the other important thing for GM is leaving uh, the investment community with a sense of urgency. that uh, The company is taking the necessary steps uh, to attract uh the necessary capital and talent uh, to allow GM's capabilities to be successful. Uh, So that's definitely one thing to look forward to is how they're going to be trying to uh, do these plans and what type of money they have laying around that can implement this. Uh, These are all new forms of technology or newer forms of technology when it comes to self-driving. So you're going to definitely need, you know, some leading experts in the field um, and kind of have to persuade them that GM uh, would be a better place or better fit for them than, you know, uh, working at a Tesla or something like that. Now, you can buy into that. You can go to some companies that have autonomous technology already under their belt and then just acquire them or acquire, you know, people who work with them. Uh, But, you know, that's going to be a more expensive route to try to do that. So GM earlier this year said uh, I would invest $35 billion in electric and autonomous vehicles by 2025, up 30% from its plans announced. Late last year. So speaking of EVs. Uh, so under the investment. GM has said it would offer 30 new EVs by 2025. The company is expected. Uh, to better detail. Its transformation. Uh, from the automakers. Heavily reliant on vehicles. With internal combustion engines. To exclusively offering electric cars. And trucks by 2035. Uh, so that's their plan. Moving forward to have all of these out. By 20. 20- 35 of all electric vehicles so uh, definitely a very uh, interesting move uh, for GM moving forward there are a lot of hiccups that you'll have to deal with that with as far as software uh, is concerned regulations for the roads Um, that's something you're going to have to overcome as well, Um, and then marketing, marketing is going to be a huge thing moving forward, Uh, trying to get people to buy more GM uh, stock, uh, which will help you uh, allocate more capital, and then also uh, getting the word out about what vehicles you have, and showing their capabilities to the public, Um, those are going to be huge things moving forward for GM uh, that I think they should focus on, um, with, you know, emphasis on, Getting those vehicles out um, and showing their capabilities, uh, possibly lending, uh, leading on some uh, influencers that have, you know, a huge following uh, moving forward or some celebrities or things like that. I did see that they had a commercial in the Super Bowl, but it really didn't detail what the vehicle was doing. Um, I know it was just like kind of a small basis um For it, uh, just to get people to put in some pre-orders, but really detailing what the vehicles are doing, how you charge it. I feel like this is an entire new industry for a lot of people, and the people who do have the capital to do it don't really understand, um, know the ins and outs of it. I feel like that's kind of one thing that Tesla has shined, uh, on over some of the competition is really explaining or elaborating how their vehicles work and all the technology behind it and how that technology works. Um, so. Definitely, there's a huge mountain to climb uh, for GM, uh, but I think they do have the money to get the resources that they need uh, as far as uh, intellectual help and uh, production of the vehicles themselves are concerned, just because they had their hands in so many other companies uh, to begin with. They have made very good strategic financial uh, investments with the early EV companies, um, that are out there, some of the early American EV companies, um, and that will definitely help uh, yield them profitable in the future. Uh, so good luck to out there trading. I uh, hope everybody has a great rest of the week, um, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.